Okay, good morning, everybody. Morning. What I want to do is get just a quick recap of last week, really two weeks ago, to get a running start here. We spoke about the uh, philosophy of sitting Shiva, where it comes from, the Tikkun of Moshe Rabbeinu to observe Shiva for seven days. We mentioned the Machlokas, we're showing him whether or not there is any Shiva on a Deraisa level. We saw some of the different angles as to why, why we have the whole concept of Shiva, the Gesher Chaim and the Ramban and others. And then we transitioned into the mitzvah of Nichum Avelim, the mitzvah of comforting the mourners. And the Rambam told us that actually the mitzvah, although it might be Durabanan intrinsically, but it's under the umbrella of Avas Reim, Avehaftalarechakimocha. So whenever one's involved with being Menachem Avol, he is also Mekayim, the mitzvah deraisa of Avas Reim. We spoke about the Gemara Mod Katan, which is really a question for any chesed. When do I have to do a chesed and when potentially am I off the hook? We delved into the concept of if it's Efshar, Ali Echerim, if others could do it, or if it's Efshar. And when it comes to Nicham Mavelim, oftentimes, there's no one else who could be me. And therefore, if I have a relationship with the person sitting Shiva, then I would have an obligation to be Menachem Oval to the best of my abilities. The Rambam told us that if you have the choice between Nicham Mavelim and Bikr Cholim, then he said, Yirali, that Nicham Mavelim should come before Bikr Cholim, because Nicham Mavelim is Gemilus Chesedi Machayim Vim Hamesim. You're doing a chesed with those people who are alive, the people sitting shiva, and it's also a chesed for the nifter, for the person who's deceased. And that comes from the Gemara and Shabbos, and Nafkuf Nun Beis, where Chista told us that the neshama of a person is misabil, a love kol shiva. The neshama is observing or feeling a sense of mourning for all seven days over the, the body that's laid to rest. And then we saw the Rabbi Yehuda, in a situation where someone passed away and there were no Krovim to be sitting Shiva, he gathered 10 people together, he went to the place where the person passed away and he said Shiva there, and then other people came to be Menachem Oval, and then the, the deceased came to Yehuda in the dream and he said, you brought me real Nechama by, by sitting Shiva for me. The basic goal of being Menachem Oval, we saw from the Abbas Chesed, that was source number nine, the Chafetz Chaim told us the Iker thing is to try to try to alleviate the pain, to try to mitigate the feeling of loss to the best of our abilities. We saw from the Orach HaShulchan, there's also an angle of being Matzdik Hadin, trying to help a person accept the judgment of Hashem, which is something we have to be very careful with. We saw from the Gemara and Maud Katim, when Rabbi Akiva's two sons passed away, he said, thank you for coming, Achenu Kol Yisrael. And uh, the expression was, you brought me Nechama Bishvil Kavod Sha'asisim. Because of the honor that you showed me, that covet itself made me feel better. So part of the mitzvah being Menachem Avil is actually being Machabed, showing respect to the person sitting Shiva. And then we saw from the Gemara and Brachos and Navav that Igra the Beitam Yesh the main reward 
of being Menachem Avol is being quiet, not saying anything. What's the big schar of being quiet? So we explained just being there to support the person, having them feel that you're there for them, that you're being mishtate, that you're really joining them in their feelings of tsar and anguish, that itself can be the biggest nechama. We mentioned the letter from Abdesler. That was the approach that he took to try to be Menachem Avul in the family. He said, I'm carrying this burden with you. And he mentioned the famous line that time heals. Sheker v'chazov, time doesn't heal. Who is the healer? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaMakom Yenachem, it's only through the Nechama that Hashem sends an Avil, through that, that supernatural Nechama, can a person begin to get over the loss. We did mention the letter from, the, from Chaim, that he told someone, just like there's a mitzvah to be Menachem Avil, to try to comfort someone in mourning, there's also a mitzvah lehis nachem, to accept the nacham. And Rabbi Yajiv explained, it didn't really mean that there's a separate mitzvah out there of accepting nachama, but the hashkafa is a very true hashkafa, to try as much as we can when going through that kind of experience of Avelos. Of course we're bitzar and a person is, is feeling terrible loss and anguish, but part of the avoda, part of the mission of, of, of sitting shiva is to get to a place where I'm able to have more nacham. And that brought us to the question of being Menachem Avil over the telephone. So the reason why this is an interesting shayla is because really it gets involved with the, the different tambim we brought before as to why is Nichem Avelim such a special mitzvah and what exactly am I doing when I'm being Menachem Avel? We have here two sources, a tshuva from Ramosha Feinstein, and then we have a letter from Rav Hudner. Let's take a look here at source number 15. This is Ramosha. Ubedavri Mekayim Mitzvah's Nichem Avelim Ayyadeh Telephone. Regarding the question, can you be Menachem Avel through a phone call? And potentially you could extend this to a text. Although I would definitely not recommend texting someone right? with an emoji, right? The emoji of crying. The, 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 the sad thing is, and, and, the, and such a machla, maybe for a different discussion, but I, I think it's so symptomatic of what we're holding. Sometimes there's really tragic news that's shared via WhatsApp or a text. You know, it could be a whole group of people. And then the response to that would be an emoji crying. Rabosa, <laughs> like, what planet do you live on? You're, you're, you're totally, you're taking something that's so terrible and you're sending a picture of an emoji crying? Right? Just... Okay, I don't want to get on that rant right now. Anyway, so Moshe says regarding the bits of tele of what? Video chat now, you know, FaceTime or something. Would that be on the same uh... Uh, that might be better, right? It's more of a face-to-face. But let's see where they come from. There are two different things you're trying to accomplish when you're comforting the mourners. One is for the people, the mourners who are alive, who are very much in pain. The obligation is to speak to their hearts and to try to bring them comfort. 
So Bishvil Zeharegam came Yechovim Lelech Lebeis Ulamakam Shunimza. Obviously, that means you're going to go to the place where they are to to be Menachem them. But that's one aspect of Nicham Avelim. The Shein is Latovas Ames. The other thing we're accomplishing is for the benefit of the deceased, like we saw in the Gemara and Shabbos and Kufman Beis. He says, based on the fact that we have this added, this added benefit of helping the person who passed away, the Rambam Paskins, that Nicham Avelim comes even before Biker Cholim. So Ramosha says in the top now of the left paragraph, Mashmali, and it appears to me, Shemitzad Ha'avolachai Shayach Lakayim Gam Ayadeya Telephone. To accomplish the first thing of comforting the Avelim, that you could do over the phone. However, the other aspect of trying to bring a Nechama to the deceased, that's only possible when you're going to the place where the people are sitting Shiva or to the place where the person passed away. Obviously, even for the people who are alive, the Avelim, it's better to go there in person because that's more of a kavod, which is part of the din of Nichum Avelim, like we saw from the Gemara of Rabbi Akiva. Nonetheless, you could still be Makayim, the mitzvah of Nichum Avelim, for the Avelim themselves. Then he says, and this is boldly underlined, Inyin ha kavod lo shayich al yedei telephone. Kavo doesn't exist through a phone and kol through a text. If you could go there in person, then you should definitely not try to be makayim your mitzvah through a phone call. However, in certain cases where it's just not possible to go, right? I can't travel right now to a different state or a person's not feeling well. In those cases where the best you could do is contact them via the phone, so then obviously you should do so. However, you're not really accomplishing the second aspect of Nicham Avelim, which is bringing Nechama to the deceased. And therefore, here's the Nafkamina, if you're being Menachem Oval over the phone, then the Rambam's Halacha wouldn't apply. Meaning to say, if you had the choice between Biker Cholim visiting someone in the hospital or being Menachem Oval through a phone call, so then it's not at all clear what the better thing is. If anything, my assumption would be Bikr Cholim is better because it's just Chaim versus Chaim and one's in person and one's through the telephone. Now again, it's a very theoretical question because you could probably do both. But that's what Moshe is saying. Telephone call does not accomplish the Nechama for the deceased. You have so to be there in person for that. Moshe is saying that the Nechama for the base is sort of like, back to a better word, some sort of link between the Shamas because the sense that the Nechama is all I know is that Ramosha feels, and, and, and it's clear from the Gemara and Shabbos, right? Rabbi Huda brought the ten people where? To the place where the person passed away. So Ramosha is saying that the only time there's a Nechama for the mace is if you're going to where they died, or you're going to go to the place where people are sitting Shiva. Where they died or where they last lived? So the, the Gemara says the place where they died. So if was but the assumption, according to Ramosha, would be... It doesn't sound so practical. But, but there isn't any like that. There isn't any like that. But Ramosha feels that you could also accomplish that through going to the, uh, the Shiva home itself. So that's Ramosha Shita.
Let's jump here to Rav Hutner. Rav Hutner has a letter on the same topic. He starts off speaking about Bikr Cholim through a telephone call, and that he says, obviously, it's better in person, but you could still be Mekai the Mitzvah of calling someone when they're not feeling well and encourage them. And then in Os Beis, he writes, Avnam Lagabe Mitzvah Sanichum Tanchum Evelim. My opinion is that you're not accomplishing the mitzvah through a phone call. And he gives an interesting reason. He says, when it comes to the mitzvah of Nichum Bevelim, we find that after the kavura, there's a halacha of making a shura. People line up on both sides. And then the Avelim walk through, and people say, Mokam Yenachem. So Futner is bothered by the question, like, where does that whole thing come from? Making a shura. So he suggests that the Gibar and Ksubis and Navsamech Tes tells the halacha that when a person is sitting shiva, he's masiv barosh. He's sitting at the head. And people are, are coming and almost surrounding the, the people sitting shiva. The rationale behind this is because shemitzvus tanchume avelim einenu bahavos divrei hatanchumin gereda. The mitzvah is not just through sharing words of comfort. Ela sheyesh din kavias shel mesibas nachama. There's a din of a mesibas nachaba, a, a, a kavias. We're stationed here together to bring nachama, which which seems to be similar to what we saw in the Gemara with with, with Rabbi Akiva. It's an expression of kavod. The Ovil is Mesiv Berosh, he's sitting at the head, and then all the people coming to be Menachem are gathered around him. Umehashta, says Rav Hutner. That's why we have a Shura. Because how do you have a Kavias in the field, in the cemetery? So the, the best we could do is create some kind of Shura, and that would be close to a Kavias. That's why we line up and say a mokum yinachem. Shegam b'sada yesh mokum shiyinikar ki oval hu am. Right, the oval walks through the shura, so it's clear that he's berosh. Umamela, according to this theory, yotze lano ki sicha telefonit einenu mitzterefes lekaviyish shel mesiba. If one of the needed components of the mitzvah of nichem avelim is not just the words that I'm sharing with the Avel, but a real kavias, you're sitting there and he's Mesiv Barosh, that you can't do with a telephone call. And therefore, you cannot be Mekayim the Mitzvah of Nichem Avelim in the ideal manner through a phone call. Again, he would agree that if you can't do anything else, it's better than nothing. So the Gemara, when they went to the site, They, they, they were making a real kavias. They were stationed in the place where the person passed away. So Ramosh is saying it's not the ideal because it's not really helping the nifter. And Mavutner is saying it's not the ideal because you're not establishing a kavias, a, a, a real gathering of Nechama. Okay. Not 
Okay, it could be there's some level of kavod, getting a call from somebody chashev. So again, I mean, we have, we have many letters from Gedolim, right? Who are writing uh, words of, of Nechama. So obviously if they could go themselves, it's better. But if they're living in a different country, or their schedules are so crazy, there's no way to travel all the way to, uh, to Sfat, you know, to be Menachem Avel, it's definitely better than, than it's nothing. It's like writing a letter would be better than the phone. It's trying to say the phone is a little bit less personal. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What I want to do now briefly is jump into Simon Ray. Question? No, I just, just a quick comment. Yeah. It seems like it's not, you know, nobody's saying that a phone call is not meaningful. It's just not necessarily being a hundred percent. If you can't go there in person, so then one should call. And you could argue you're mechuyiv to call. And it's a chesed that's not possible through somebody else. But uh, not, the, not the ultimate kiyum of the mitzvah. Let's jump into Shin Ayin Vav. Shin Ayin Vav is a shorter simon. This is the very last marimakam. I want to read through just briefly the first three sifim together and elaborate on a couple of halacha lamaisa points. That the people coming to be Menachem should not speak until the Oval speaks first. We mentioned this last time. The Oval Mesiv Berosh, and based on the Gemara Subis, the Oval is sitting at the head. And then when the Oval gives the sign, right, he kind of waves his head, thank you for coming. So then, people who are there should get the message, and they should not sit there anymore. They say, and they leave. So again, the basic idea is, the person or the people sitting Shiva take their lead. If they want to start speaking, They'll begin, and then we could chime in. And when they're done, and they give you that signal that I think they want to take a break, get up and go. <clears throat> Says the Ramah, Interesting halacha. That a person sitting shiva, or a chola, they're not obligated to stand up, even for a prince. So, halacha lemaisa. Right? Someone sitting shiva, and, and, and the Talmud Chacham walks in. Well, usually there would be halacha to stand up. Right? My Rebbe's coming in, my Rosh Hashiva's coming in, the Chashav Arav. So, it sounds like from the Ramah there's no chiyuv. Is it a nice thing to do? Is it an Indian? Another question would be, huh? Are they allowed to? Okay, is there any, any problem with standing up? It's a good like question as well. Like so generally... If it's just based on ones, you're allowed to do it if you can. Uh-huh. So we'll have to see if there's any problem with standing up. Or a parent. Huh? Parent or a parent would be the same question. Or how about Tishabov? Right, with the same halacha applying Tishabov. If there's a din of Avelis, that when we're, we're going through a mourning experience, we don't stand up for people, is that true on Tishabov or is that only true with personal Avelis? So there's a, the machlokas here as to what the reason is that we don't stand up. Right, there are two main shitas. There's a sheet of the Levush. The Levush says, because the Avil is Torod B'Tzar, he's so overwhelmed with his loss, then it's like an Ones. We say it's, he doesn't have to stand up because he's so, he's so Oismench. He's not functioning. 
So you're not, you're not hired to stand up for a Talmud Chacham. That's the Lavosh. The Shavuz Yaakov says a different reason. The Shavuz Yaakov says, it's not a Kima Shel Hidr. Right, which means that we have a halach of standing up for a Talmud Chacham. In the base say in the bathroom though, in an area where it's just, it's not a place of honoring somebody, then there's no mitzvah to stand up for a Talmud Chacham. So too, in a shiva home, it's just, it's not the right environment. Right? It's not a key Michelle Hidder. By standing up, you're not really even doing anything. That's not being mahadr somebody. You gotta find everybody there? That would apply... Oh, good question, right? That might be a nafkamina between the Lavush and the Shavuz Yaakov. According to the Lavush, you can argue everyone else should stand up. According to the Shavuz Yaakov, everyone has no need to stand up. That's a nice potential nafkamina. So Rabbi Kiva Eger, here on the page, he writes as follows. He quotes the Shavuz Yaakov, not the Lavush. He says, The lohavi kima shiyesh bahidr, standing up would not be a, an expression of reverence. And therefore, based on that logic, the same halacha would apply to Tishabav. So Rabbi Kiva Eger is telling us, a nafkamina between the Levush and the Shavuz Yaakov is Tishabav. According to the Levush, you could argue, it's only through personal avelas. Then that, that person or those people are so bizarre, they're not mechoyiv to stand up. On Tishabav, although we try to feel it as much as possible, it is a Velis Yeshana, it's an older national Velis, and there we're not feeling it as much. According to the Lavush and Tishabav, we should stand up. But according to the Shvus Yaakov, whenever there is an atmosphere of Velis, there's no mitzvah to stand up, and if you do, it's not even really a Hidr, so then on Tishabav as well, there'd be no Chiyiv to stand up. And that's how Rabbi Kiva Eger seems to paskin. Um, comes out that even if you wanted to stand up, you're not really accomplishing anything. What is the minig? What have you seen? So it's like a, there's a hider, which means that people don't stand mole kumaso all the way up. Usually the halach is Talmud Chachim comes with my dalad almos, I stand all the way up. In, in a shiva home, the minig seems to be you do a little something like this, right? A little bow. The Avelim and everyone else there? It seems to be the minig. Okay, so that's the Ramah there. Let's do Sif Beis. This is going to bring us back to Shmuel for a moment. <clears throat> if the Ovel wants, or this is actually in general, if somebody wants to be Mechabit, his friend, and stand up for him, Omer lo shev. So the person can say, no, sit down, don't trouble yourself. Unless the person trying to stand up is an Ovel or a Chola, so though we said in the previous sif they're not obligated to do so, but if they do stand up, don't say shev. Why? The, the connotation is, go back to your mourning, go back to your sickness. And that's not the way you speak. Right? So it's good to be aware of the halacha. You want to be humble, someone's standing up for you, but don't say sit down. Right? You could motion as if there's no need to stand up, but don't say sit down. Comes along the Ramah. He says, Lo yomra adam. A person should not say, and he's referring here to the Ovil him or herself. Lo melu. To say, listen, it's, it's a hard situation, but I deserve more than this. 
Hashem isn't even giving me the own shim that I really deserve. Don't say that or anything close to that. Why not? Shal yiftach piv We have a concept that Gemara Kisubah says, don't open your mouth to the satan. Don't open your mouth to the satan. No, he's not saying he wants more. He's trying, he's trying to be matzik the din. He's trying to accept the halacha, or the, the, the ruling of Hashem, so to speak. And he's saying, listen, it's hard, but I, I deserve more than this. Don't speak like that. <laughs> now the famous kasha in this Ramah is, David HaMelech says this. David HaMelech in Tehillim Kuf Gimel, he says... You haven't even given us according to our sins or according to our iniquity. You can't open your mouth to the Satan. How could you say such a thing? He's in violation of the Gemara. He's in violation of the Ramah. How would you answer that question? So some explain, what? Exactly. You're talking about Claudius as a whole you don't have the same concern. It's more when you're referring to yourself or others, then potentially you have this issue. Or Ayin Hara as well with Tzibur, saying we're such a blessed people, is that like an Ayin Hara type of concept for the Klal? I'd rather not get into Ayin Hara right now. That's opening up a whole different can of worms. So does it matter if someone is saying it as a, in a form of appreciation, feeling fortunate? It sounds like you're saying more of a Sheva. No, oh, but it sounds like the, the, that's the case here of the Ramah. He's saying, listen, Baruch Hashem, at least I'm not getting what I deserve. Mm. But even if you're saying it as an expression of Hakar Satov, there are certain things we don't say. What exactly is the concept of not opening your mouth to the Satan? That could be for a different conversation. But it is something to be aware of. <clears throat> Says the Ramah further, Al Yomer Adam Laovel. So here we have what not to say to a person sitting shiva. I mean, there are many things not to say. Here's one example. Here's one example. Al yomer adam la'avel malachalasos. This is from a Gemara in Baba Kama, Daf Don't say, listen, what can you do? Ki epshar lishanos. It's impossible to change what happened. Now, obviously, that's not a very sensitive thing to say to someone sitting shiva. But anything along those lines is totally inappropriate. For what, for what reason? Explains the Ramah. Shezehu kegiduf. This is like blasphemy. Demashma, the connotation is, ha'im evsher lishanos haya That if you could have changed things, you would have. But rather we should accept the din of Hashem with love. So don't tell the Avel, what are you going to do? There's nothing that we could have changed. It's a mashma that if you could have changed it, you would have. If you're saying that, so then it sounds like you're not accepting the din of Hashem me'ava. It doesn't sound so good either, you know. Just accept, just accept Hashem things with love. Yeah, sometimes that's enough. Sometimes yeah. you person goes there and do enough, and I don't know, they didn't go to the right doctor or not, they didn't try, you know, it's not So, let, let, let's go step by step here. Right, the basic idea of the Ramah is anything along these lines would be some level of heresy because you're expressing the desire to change what Hashem did. The Rashal comes along, and, and this is a great example of a, 
the Rishal was very independent. Right? The Mashal was uh, very much a fan of Ein Ledayin Elamash Ein of Rose. You paskin based on what makes sense to you with your own understanding of Shas. As the Mashal says, this is quoted the first skinny line here in the Taz. Rishal Docha Zeb Mehalacha. He actually argued, he pushed this aside, although it's a Gemara. Shamar, he says, one second. Gam David HaMelech, all of his Shalom Amar Kain. David HaMelech said this. Where did he say this? Ha'ucho Lashivo Od. When he said regarding his child that passed away. This is the first child born to Bacheva, seven days old. The baby dies. And he says, Ha'ucho Lashivo Od. Can I bring him back? So argues the Marshal, it sounds like David HaMelech was saying exactly what the Gemara says not to say. Clearly, we don't paskin that way. Have a machlokus between the Gemara and David HaMelech, you paskin like David HaMelech. That's what the Marshal says. Let's take a look here in the moment. 186 in the blues. There's a difference between the Gemara saying that a person shouldn't tell the Avil that he can't do anything about it. doesn't sound like it's a difference that makes for a difference. If it's Giduf, if it's heresy, who cares if it's coming from the people Menachem or the people who actually are sitting Shifa? How could you say such a thing? But David HaMelech said it. So take a look here. This is Shmuel Beis, Perek Yud Beis. This happens to be, we did this a few months ago, but there were many relevant halachas to Avelus and also a Ninus that we could derive from these few psukim here. Let's jump to Perek Yud Beis, Pasik Yud Dalet. Right, this is when Nasan Hanavi is speaking to David and he gives him the mashal. And then he tells David, you are the man, right? You are the person who did something so, so devastating by living with Bathsheba and causing the death of Uriah, whatever the, that whole sugya was. And David in his greatness says, Chatasi Hashem, he accepts it. I, I sin to Hashem, it's true. But Nasan tells him, Gam ha-bein mos yamus. The son that will be born to you will die. Pasuk Tezayim. So David, he davens to Hashem for his child. And he fasts. And he comes and he lies down on the floor. So why is he davening if Nasan already told him most yomus? The Malbim explains. Because even if there's a gezera, there's a decree, tefillah can destroy that decree. So he was davening and fasting and doing tshuva. Let's skip down a few psukim here. However, on the seventh day of the child's life, he passes away, and the, the Ovde David didn't want to tell him because he was so devastated as his son was sick for the last seven days, and he was fasting, and he wasn't eating, he was sleeping on the floor and davening, they didn't know what to say. Jump to Pasuk Yud Ches. They were afraid to tell him. They said, While the child was alive, we tried speaking to him, getting him to eat something. He didn't listen to us. How can we possibly tell him his son died? He'll do evil. What does that mean, Asara? So the Mepharshim explained, the Redak and the Metzudas David, 
Yasa Rab Gufo. He will hurt himself. How could we tell him this terrible news? He's going to hurt himself. So what's the obvious question on that? Right, we had in Parshas Re'eh, there's a prohibition. You're not allowed to harm yourself, even when experiencing very tragic mourning. Right, Lotus go to do. So the truth is, back in, in Simon Kuf Pei, in Yeridea, there's a discussion, what exactly is that Isser? Is it limited to sirtu, limited to making scratches or slashes on one's body? That's the sheet of the Ramban. The Ramban was of the opinion that hurting yourself in a different way, so that's not really in violation of Lotus Godedu. The Rush argues vehemently, and the Rush was of the opinion that hurting yourself in any way, it's a violation of the Isidir Isa. So, theoretically, you could bring a Raya to the Ramban from what their concern was. David Melech might hurt himself. How could he hurt himself? According to the Ramban, it makes sense. He's not going to slash himself, but he might hurt himself in a different way. Okay. Still have to explain, though, isn't there a problem with being chovel as atzmo? The Gemara Babakama says that wounding yourself in any way, even if it's not in violation of Lotus Godadu, that should be problematic as well. Right? So there are many questions here, but their concern was is that there's no way he could take this news. Right, but it sounds like their assumption, if, if that's what their assumption was, these are Avdei David, so probably coming He's from... So uh, maybe it's like an Ones? Maybe. Okay, so what happens here? Tess, Yud Tess, V'yar David ki mislachshim. He sees that his people are whispering. V'yavin David ki hayelet, and he understands by himself that his child died. V'yomer David alavadav ha-meis hayelet. He asked the question, and they said, yeah. What happens next? He gets up from the ground, he washes himself, and he anoints himself, he changes his clothing, the first thing he does is he goes to the base Hashem and he bows down, explains the Metsudas David, to say the bracha of Baruch Dayin Ha'emes with the, the bitachon that he had. Then, then he goes home, and he asks for some food. They give him bread and he eats. So his servants were watching this whole thing and they were very troubled. Can you please explain this to us? When the child was alive, you were fasting and you were crying. But then when the child actually died, you got up from the ground. And now you're eating again. If anything, you should be more distraught. So the Yomer... David explains himself. Well, the child was alive, I was fasting, and I was crying, and I was davening and doing tshuva. Who knows? Maybe Hashem will listen to my heartfelt prayer, and He'll allow my child to live. But now that he's dead, so lamas need some. What's the point of continuing to fast? Here's the line, Ha'ucho la'hashiva od? 
Am I able to bring him back? And he concludes by saying something that doesn't really seem to be part of the response. He says, Ani holech elav, v'hu lo yoshuv I will go to him, but he will not come back to me. So we'll have to see what that response is. But the Marshal was saying, based on this episode, the fact that David HaMelech said the words, Ha'ucho l'hashivo od, you see we don't paskin like this, Ramah. How would you answer the Marshal's question? Meaning the, the, the whole problem, right, the, the giduf, the heresy, is that if you're trying to bring a nechama to someone else or to oneself by saying, listen, we can't change the gezera. This is what Hashem did. And if we could change it, we would. That's not the right attitude. But all David is doing, he's explaining, I was crying and fasting and davening and doing tshuva because I was trying to keep him alive. Now that he's no longer alive, there's no, there's no longer a need to do that. And that's what the Taz says. Now, parenthetically, there's a whole discussion. How is he able to take a bath and change his clothing and anoint himself? He was still in the state of Aninus. But it's a seven-day-old baby. Okay, so there's a whole discussion here. But there's a big machlokus between the Rambam and the Ramban. Does an Onain have the same restrictions as an Ovel? An Onain is someone who loses a Karov, but it's before the burial. So the Rambam was of the opinion that all the restrictions do not apply. They're limited, they're restricted to Avelis after the burial. Up until that point, to take a shower, to shave, to change clothing is not a problem. What's the proof of the Rambam that he brings? From David Amel. But do we really know the time lapse between the child's death it was right away. It was right away. Right away. The Ramban, though, in the Torah Sa'adam, he argues on the Ramban. And the Ramban held that the same restrictions we have during Avelis, they apply for an Onain as well. And that's how the Ramah Paskins, Halachalamaisa, that's how the Ramah Paskins in Shin Mem Aleph. And there's actually a debate what the Machaber's view was. But the Ramah for sure Paskins like the Ramban. How does the Ramban explain this piece for a different conversation on Aninus? So I, I think it ties into that. That, that. that would be a good chabur, actually. A good Monday night topic. But I don't want to get into Onin right now. The point is, how does the Taz answer the question of the Marshal? He says, to Mahani al-Peh Kodosh. How, how could the holy words of the, the Marshal have said such a thing? The clear answer is, he wasn't saying a philosophy. He wasn't trying to comfort himself. He was explaining why there's no longer a need to daven and fast. Right, the fact he goes to the Beis Hashem, the Ishtachu, the Yovo, Beiso. Now it's interesting though, the, the Taz goes further. He says, what was that last thing that David said? Ani holech elav, I will go to him, v'hu lo yoshuv elai, he will not return to me. So take a look here at the Taz. He says, He was telling his, his servants that right, they were asking, even though he's dead, maybe it's Kedai to keep on davening, to be able to see him again for Tachiyas HaMesim. That's how the Taz is learning their question. And David's response was, 
one thing I know is that Tachiyas HaMesim is not going to happen in my lifetime. That much I know. And therefore he said, I will go to him. I will go to him, but he's not going to come to me. That's the Taza answer to Marshall's Kasha. Okay. We're going to have to stop here. The hour is late. These are some of the halachas we find in Shin Ayin Vav. What I'd like to do next week in Mitzvah Shem is get into the topic of Kaddish. Where does Kaddish come from? What is the obligation of saying Kaddish? What does that do for the Neshama? And also to address the question that Dr. Lyons brought up, are we allowed to speak to the deceased? What are the limitations of speaking or davening to the dead? We had in this week's parsha Dorei Shel Hamesim, and Mitzvah Shem for next week. Sure.